Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, podcast family, you extraordinary piece of human existence? I hope that you're here now is going incredibly. We have another amazing episode for you today. We have Jason Taffler on, and we are talking about interactive mindfulness technologies, biofeedback, and VR. Uh, Jason's story is amazing. What he's working on over at Unite is amazing. Um, what we what we talk about in this one is uh, what Jason learned from his near-death experience and how it changed his his life, um, how to identify and uh, break through limiting beliefs, uh, the pioneer of interactive mindfulness, start with asking yourself the big questions, who am I, what is my purpose, using natural remedies to heal the body, gamifying mindfulness, uh, stress being the root cause of most illness. Uh, this is a very deep episode. We touch on a lot of things. Jason's uh, really humble, really smart, working on some epic stuff. So I know that you're going to like this episode. Um, if you enjoy the podcast and you like it, please take an action. Go over to Patreon and um, support for as little as a $1 a month. It really does go a super long way to keep this thing going. Um, you can also do the most important thing, which is just do an act of kindness today. Don't tell anybody. You can do three acts of kindness if you want, um, but do an act of kindness. Resist the urge to tell anybody because it keeps that electromagnetism within you. Um, I'm out here studying with David Lombear, Senapath, getting my mind blown. Um, so yeah, so you can do that. You can share. You can leave a review. All of those things really help. Tell your friends about it. Um, it keeps the energy in motion. And if you like, you know, uh, parts of the episode, just timestamp them. Um, send them over to me, and I can make them into shorter clips. So sending the aha moments also really does help. So if you want to support, please go take an action. Um, because even if a fraction of the audience does that, it really does go a long, long way. And I so appreciate it. Um, for those of you who guys who want some coaching, basically, the coaching looks like you are ready to make a change. You have to be really committed to it. And um, what we do is we identify clearly what a heart purpose-filled vision is, remove limiting blocks, create strategies for achieving that goal, and then doing it in a way that you can dance your way through the process and not hate it. Um, so this goes for your everyday individual looking for leveling up and also high-ranking you know, business people, um, things like that, because we can also integrate this within the organization. Um, and really what it does, the goal is, is, is to you know operate, some people say flow state or whatever, but I say it's peace, contentment, um, and really efficiently achieve your your goal, but doing it in a, in a very high, happy, fulfilled state from a state of completion, um, not that your happiness comes after. So if you're interested in something like that, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Make sure you head over to the website, sign up for the email list, and you can get free lucid dreaming if you want. Just go forward slash lucid dreaming. If you haven't checked out Zen Athlete yet, definitely check it out. It could be Zen Life. Happy to send out an ebook to anybody working with kids, um, anything like that. 
um, because this is all about teaching the kids. So um, just hit me up if you want to do that. Thank you so much for the sponsors, Purium and Sync Tuition. Um, If you want the best health products, including CBD, just go to bit.ly forward slash activate health and get a $50 gift card. And Sync Tuition is 3D, state-of-the-art, binaural beat, gamma wave, brainwave entrainment. It's pretty intense. Uh, Bit.ly forward slash gamma waves will give you three free tracks. Um, So I think that's it. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope that you're having a tremendous day, sending you a big hug over the airwaves. So let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we get in, and you just need to do three deep breaths. Um, You could also focus on love and gratitude and appreciation for yourself and all the good things you've done in the world. So that kindness and compassion has got to start with you. So wherever you are, just stop whatever you're doing. Set the intention to come to peace and coherence. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just begin to focus on the center of your heart and being loving, kind, compassionate, and, and full of appreciation for yourself and every good thing that you've done. Let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and really just double that feeling of kindness and appreciation and gratitude for yourself and all the nice things that you've done for people along the way. Just being loving and kind to yourself. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take in one more deep breath in through your nose, really focusing on being loving and kind to yourself. And I'm sending you that energy now, all of my encouragement, my love, my appreciation, my kindness, my support for you. Just allow that to fill in your heart and in your being. And I want you to send that energy out to everybody on the planet, wishing them love, kindness, encouragement, all the best to all beings on the planet, including yourself. And just allowing that beautiful, warm energy to wash over every cell and every muscle of your being. So there we go. I think we're ready to get into this epic episode. This is part one with the man, Jason Taffler. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. After surviving a near-death experience at the age of 40, Caused by a severe inflammatory disease, he has fully recovered, largely through the use of a wide variety of natural health modalities, including meditation. This experience led him to found Unite in 2017 to fulfill his passion for improving health and wellness. Unite's mission is to guide people to happiness and health through effective natural health solutions. Unite's first offering is an interactive meditation product that makes meditation easy to learn, engaging, and effective so that anyone can realize the proven health benefits it provides. Prior to founding Unite, he was EVP, Customer Experience, and Chief Digital Officer at Rogers Communications, a $30 billion Canadian telco and media company, and CEO of Point Roll a Fortune 500 company which under his leadership grew to 450 employees and $120 million in revenue. Welcome to the show, Jason Taffler. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Matt. Yeah, it's good to have you on, man. It's, uh, it's been a while. Um, I've looked at your work and what you're doing over at Unite, and I'm just, I like reading the bio because we got a, a big wig from the corporate world and we've got you over on the mindfulness side. So it's like recruiting, you know, like LeBron James to the, to the lights. It's good to have you over here. Well, it's good to be here. It's a lot more uh, fun on this side. 
Oh, good, man. Well, you know, you have a really interesting story. Um, I came across your work because uh, I needed to get some of that sandwich money and uh, I have a crowdfunding, you know, I know how to do those. So I was looking at really cool projects that I wanted to help and just support. Um, and then I see Unite and I reach out to you and you respond and I was like, oh, you're in Toronto. This thing is really cool. Like what's going on over here? So do you want to share a little bit about your personal story and how you got into this and then what Unite does and, and all the great stuff you're working on? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, thanks again for having me. So uh, basically, I was one of those guys who was pretty intense growing up, you know, always kind of focused on you know, competition, achievement, uh, you know, the next thing, planning for the future, played a lot of competitive sports, you know, I was competitive in school. And uh, since I was a teenager, I was really always interested in health, you know, working out sports, uh, food, supplements, uh, read everything on neuroscience and the brain and mind body back then, 25 years ago. And, you know, if I hadn't kind of gotten so focused on kind of the financial world and trying to make money and, and uh, with that achievement, that external achievement validation, and I would have definitely done something in kind of the neuroscience realm, mind-body realm. Um, but I got caught up in that world, and long story short, I worked really hard, like a lot of people, from the age of just after 20 to 40, probably worked 80 to 100 hours a week, you know, and just kind of had all types of interesting experiences, as you mentioned, that we don't have to get into, but uh, learned a ton. Uh, made a lot of mistakes, had a bunch of successes in business. And uh, just after the age of 40, I just had my 40th birthday. Uh, I was feeling a bit burnt out, to be honest. And I thought I was generally healthy. And all my friends and colleagues would have said, hey, yeah, Jason, he's, he's a healthy guy. You know, he knows a lot about food and alternative modalities. And he's on a lot of supplements. And he drinks a lot of white tea every day. And he, he kind of gives us ideas. But what I didn't realize was that I was stressed out of my mind. I was anxious. You know, I didn't, I, even though I thought I was aware, I was completely unaware. I was the opposite of what I would say mindful in terms of the stress and its effect on my body. And I was probably spending 80% of my time in the future or the past versus the present. And I had a big wake up call. And, you know, I'm not sure if any of your listeners out there have had, I'm sure some have had some pretty rough health experiences. I was at work one day on a Monday, uh, on a Friday, and sitting there in a meeting, and I started feeling sick, and I started turning yellow, and I was like, "This," and, my, and the person across from me said, "Hey, you're, you're turning yellow. You don't look very good." I'm like, I don't feel very good, and I started having internal bleeding like rapidly out of the blue, and so I'm sitting there in an office, and I end up making my way to the ER room at a hospital in Toronto, Mount Sinai. And I basically almost fainted as I got into the ER and they started, you know, it was just, I was losing profuse amounts of blood and uh, I almost bled to death. I mean, I, my, I was bleeding for about 36 hours. I lost over half my blood volume. Hemoglobin dropped from 140 to like the 60s. They had no idea what was going on. They start pumping blood transfusions into me. I had four blood transfusions pretty quickly. And that was just kind of keeping the blood levels at the half halfway mark and at one point i'm laying there you know and i and my wife was there my brother was there um i have a nine i have a nine-year-old son aiden who was seven at the time and at the time I'm, i was literally laying there thinking you know i may not make it out of here alive uh, and i was kind of trying to come to terms with that um, i also had lost my father suddenly 15 years ago from a heart thing out of the blue so i was kind of you know wondering is history repeating itself here 
And I, uh, so, you know, it was a, it was a real kind of shock. Now what I tried to do in the hospital, I just tried to breathe and I tried to kind of get to some level of, um, you know, control over my, you know, heart rate and, and blood pressure, which wasn't looking too good. But then I realized what really hit me, number one, I, I might not make it home to see my son again. Number two, you really have no, you, you really can't control, you know, uh, everything. You think you control things. I lived my life trying to control. I had to let go at that point. I knew that I could not control the outcome. And uh, it was out of my hands. Here I am bleeding out. I, there's nothing I can do about it. The doctors can't figure it out. There's nothing they can do about it. So if it happens, I kind of came to terms with, if this is it, then it's been one hell of a journey. You know, I, I felt like I hadn't lived long as long as I had hoped. And I felt like I hadn't really pursued my passions, which were always more around the health space and helping people. I had kind of got caught up in this whole other world, even though I knew what I really wanted to do. And the voice was getting louder over the years and decades. So I vowed that if I were to get out of there, um, I, I was going to transform and, and just uh, you know, do it, you know, focus on what I was passionate about. So the bleeding luckily stopped after 36 hours. And then they went in there, they diagnosed me with an inflammatory bowel disease called Crohn's. Um, and then I just, I was in there for about a week and I just decided in the hospital, I said, I'm done. I'm quitting my corporate job. I'm done with all that stuff. I, I basically had a vision in the hospital of these concentric circles where I'd live my life with work in the middle and second and third and fourth. I said, no, I'm flipping it upside down and putting myself and my soul in the middle, my family around there, and then everything else I do needs to be tied to my purpose and what I'm passionate about. And that's what I'm going to do. As long, if I'm here for another week or another year or another decade or longer, that's what I'm going to do. And so it was a rebirth. It was, it was a rebirth. I, I started from scratch. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, oh, dude. Well, it reminds me, I have a good friend, Johnny Ronka, who um, shout out Love on Revolution, who I, he had a near-death experience too. And that's how he started his company. Um, so it's funny how, you know, sometimes we can let it go so far, right? You're in the mindfulness and you're in this game and you're doing something. Um, and you're like, this is the thing. Yes, I'm winning. And then it's just like get this hard stop because, you know, this world needs you to do what you do, you know, it's on this side and, and ultimately you feel more fulfilled, right? That's what it really comes down to. You change your world, you know, and if you look back at that version of you, maybe that wasn't, you know, as aligned as you might've thought. Um, so do you want to like, maybe just recap, cause I wrote a, a few things down, but like, what were those big realizations as you like are processing your death? Cause I've had two near death experiences and, um, sure. I th that I can remember it could be more. Um, but you, that's why I think a shamanic death ritual is so powerful because you think you have all this time, mm -hmm. right? So what were some of the key takeaways for you that when you process that, that you're like, I need to readjust some things and maybe some of the things that you like were tricking yourself. You're saying you were saying to yourself like, Oh, you know, later or whatever, if you know, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. So there are a few things. One, I mean, I knew, I, I had heard this internal voice, you know, whatever you know, call the soul or your purpose, or your authentic self for decades. I and mean, I knew as a teenager what I really was passionate about, but I kind of got sidetracked by the, by the world and by, you know, my um, attachments and desires, I guess. And, and uh, you know, growing up in child, I think a lot, of, a lot of what we do in life, at least based on all the reading I've done, I could be wrong, but is based on, you know, our beliefs. 
and our limiting beliefs, which create our thoughts and emotions and our reality. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs and I've since then worked through over 80 of those. Not that the numbers matter, but just every time I'm thinking something or feeling something that is, isn't aligned, um, I kind of go, what, what belief is that? What am I believing? Like my value is tied to how much money I make or my value is tied to, you know, what other people think of me or what society thinks of me or uh, how much I do, you know, versus who I am. And so there was a lot of kind of revelation around, you know, just beliefs in general and that I had been hearing this voice, you know, and this kind of calling for a long time but I always had an excuse. It was always the ego or, or the you know, ego mind saying, hey, you know, just another few years, you'll have more experience or you'll have more money saved up or, you know, the world will be ready or you'll be this or you'll be that or you'll know this or you'll know that or you'll read more books or you'll meet more people. There was always something that was kind of holding me back, so to speak. It was never perfect. Uh, and I think what I realized is, you know, you know, all you have is the present. And, uh, you know, if you listen to yourself and you use the gifts you're given, then uh, it's a journey and you just got to try and, and, and keep going and try one thing at a time and see where it takes you. So, so uh, that was a big one for me. Um, the other one was I thought that I was aware, but I really wasn't very aware, you know, of my kind of thoughts or emotions or physical sensations in my body. You know, I'm sure I had a lot of stomach issues over time and I just kind of blocked it out because that was kind of the tough thing to do. And just, I'll just block it out. I can just keep work. I was a workaholic. I was addicted to work. I worked day and night. I had a lot of capacity um, and I pushed my body. I'd say it's to the limit in, in that way, not in a sports, you know, or physical type way, but in a, in a, in a sort of work type way. So I feel like, um, you know, I wasn't really aware of the impact that, the stress was having on me. And because I wasn't following my purpose or aligned with that true self, I had a lot of internal kind of anger uh, that I would hold in and I wouldn't really let it out. I would be aggressive at times, but I held a lot of it in. So I personally believe my body, you know, slapped me in the face and said, this is a wake up call. Whether you call it your true self, your soul, you know, it was a wake up call. Um, Cause I don't think I would have stopped on that kind of, on that path I was on. Uh, unless I had a serious wake-up call or potentially even, you know, died, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. It's funny because we get these subtle signs, you know, over time, and I think that we we, we just want to ignore them, you know, yes. and then sometimes we need a nice big, you know, thing. And And thankfully, you got the idea because some people get a wake-up and then they don't act on it you know, um, because yes. it, it can be challenging. It's frightening. It's totally different than what you're used to, you know, so you can have compassion of those things, but, you know, ultimately listening to yourself, because when you are faced with a near death experience, you realize that you can literally die whenever, but sometimes we forget that we just motor around. And yeah. then if you are faced with that, you have to look at like, what the heck have I been doing? You know, what was most important? What, um, wasn't most important. Um, so I think that's awesome. Ideally, you could have got there with a gentler reminder. So that maybe wasn't so awesome for you, but uh, definitely glad we recruited you on this side. So um, let's talk about Unite and what inspired you to. So once you have the near death experience, you're like, okay, I'm making a shift. And then did you have the idea for Unite overnight or was it a process in like a direction you started to move towards? No, it was a process. I mean, to be honest, I had 
I had kind of tried mindfulness and meditation many times over the years and always had a very overactive mind and was kind of going 24 seven and planning thinking into the future all the time. So I had trouble, you know, even trying to quiet it for one breath, to be honest. And I would just kind of then say, okay, I'm, I'm done with this for now. I'm going back to doing what I'm doing. Right. And so I was in the hospital, you know, my brother who had been kind of more, um, more aware over the years and, you know, he, he kind of gave me a book by Ram Das, you know, and uh, be here now. Started reading that. Then someone else recommended, you know, some audio meditations and uh, some Tibetan monk chants, the Gyoto monks of Tibet, who are quite amazing. And I, you know, my old self would have been like, who are these monks chanting in my ears? But, you know, if you're in the, ho- I'm laying there in the hospital, you know, I had this experience. I'm like, I just, opened up and said, you know, now's, now's the time. If it's not going to be now, I'm not sure when it's going to be in this lifetime. So I started listening to the monks chanting and felt peaceful and reading and listening to um, certain meditations. And um, it just kind of started to click, to be honest. I felt this, I, when I had been bleeding, I had felt a bit of an inner peace, to be honest with you, while I was breathing. And it just kind of was kind of a quiet inner peace and I wasn't sure how it would all play out. But so in the hospital, I started meditating and um, felt this kind of inner calm and a little more clarity of, of mind and thought than I had felt in a long time and just had some of these epiphanies as I was going through it. So it really hit me, you know, wow, you know, there's so much more to, you know, the mind, body, soul connection than, than one might think, especially when you're busy kind of in the, you know, world that I was in, the business world. And uh, this is really powerful stuff. And and there's a reason why now when you read Tim Ferriss and everyone else, most top athletes and CEOs use mindfulness or meditation. It's their number one habit they do in the morning. And I, I get that now. And the science is there with thousands of articles. But for me, it was very personal in that in that hospital, in that moment, I just felt like I connected to my true self. And I felt some quietness and calmness come over my mind and body, and I felt more clarity. And uh, I was able to start kind of writing out, you know, if I if you're reborn, you know, in this life, and you have a new chance, and you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? What are the gifts that I have or have been given? How can I use those to help people? And I started writing out a purpose, and so it just helped me kind of connect and uh, and start to write and start to. Uh, feel and think a little bit differently and so I had an idea for over a decade even when I was in the corporate world about uh, Unite which was really um, the original idea was to help guide people to natural health solutions that could be really effective for them and when you know my father had passed away and my son had had some health issues and I'd been through other health incidents and I you know with my family and I had seen that traditional medicine can be great and it saved my life but um, you know there's a lot of complementary alternative approaches out there that you know so well, Matt, and others do that there is a lot of science and research on. So the original idea was more research and information-based guide to help connect people to the right you know, natural health solutions for them in a very kind of um, easy to understand way versus reading all the research. And as I was kind of getting that, thinking about getting that going, as I was kind of recovering, um, I was also thinking about how mindfulness was such a powerful part of that, you know, spectrum of natural health solutions. And, and this company, Wild Divine, who some of your listeners might have heard of, 
Wild Divine was a pioneer in biofeedback and gaming and basically helping people learn how to meditate and relax through really cool technology way back, like over a decade ago. And, and they were just brilliant pioneers and they kind of ahead of their time, to be honest. Serendipitously, um, I had heard through a random kind of sequence of events that they, they had kind of struggled and that their technology was for sale. And so we ended up buying their business and technology, getting all uh, the great assets they had built over time. And it needed a lot of work to make it, you know, get it back to where it was and improve it. So it actually was very uh, probably meant to be, you know, I was thinking of this natural health idea for over a decade. Mindfulness was one piece of it. Then when Unite came, when Wild Divine came, then I said, you know what? In order to, mindfulness to me is a, is, a, is a way, and meditation is a way to access that true self, that authentic self, to help you really understand what your purpose is and what you're here for. And so even all these other health decisions you have to make in your life or other decisions you have to make, if you're more mindful and aware, then you're better able to make all these other decisions. So I said, hey, why don't we start with mindfulness at Unite? And it helped me so much heal and recover. And I truly believe, one other thing I, I forgot to mention, I truly believe, I, I didn't tell you, I got off of pharmaceutical drugs after one year and knock on wood, I've been drug free for a year and a half and the doctors are perplexed. They're like, how do you have this condition? Everyone's on biologic drugs for life. I'm drug free, I have great energy. I've done it through a combination of things that I can't necessarily scientifically prove to you right now, but I know uh, it was partially meditation, visualization, partially qigong, partially diet, partially stress reduction, partially a lot of other things too. Um, but I can tell you that uh, the mindfulness meditation piece and using tools like Unite and many others that I've used to give credit to all the tools out there uh, really helped me um, quiet down the, the, the mind, the, the busy part of the mind, um, relax my body, get into that regenerative nervous system state over and over again and be able to come back to the present and heal. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of visualization meditation techniques that uh, talk, body talk techniques, talking to my intestines, talking to every organ in my body, um, visualizing what I would be able to do in you know six months or a year and how it would be fully healed. And I, I personally believe, I cannot prove it scientifically, although the scans showed a lot of improvements, I can't, I personally believe that helped uh, heal me a lot. So basically Unite, uh, where we are now is we, uh, this, as you see this ear clip on my ear, we're, we realize that all meditation and mindfulness can be wonderful and we use all different techniques and we're big believers in anyone who's helping people learn meditation and mindfulness, it's awesome. Uh, we also realize though that for people who are struggling a little bit more with either mental health challenges or illness or people who um, are frustrated trying to meditate or have a tough time creating a habit out of it, you know, sometimes tools and technologies can be very powerful to help as a training tool or an awareness tool. So really what we have is an awareness tool that takes a biofeedback device called the IOM2, clips on your ear, measures your heart rate variability, and can measure some other things in the near future like skin conductance. And it transmits that. This is our kind of Unite branding box. It transmits that to either a laptop, tab laptop tablet, or a smartphone. And we have a series of journeys or content experiences that I can show in a bit, but that uh, help guide people and play, you know, interactive games and experiences to help people learn how to kind of get into a parasympathetic, relaxed nervous system state, and then help them really understand 
you know, how, uh, how they can do that consistently. So it's really a training tool. And we give them a very simple score from one to 100. 100 is, you know, you're in a full kind of parasympathetic Zen monk, Buddhist monk type state. One is you're in full fight or flight. And HRV, heart rate variability, is, is a very clear, direct reflection of your nervous system according to 50 years of research. So we just basically combine the art and the science, the science with biofeedback, and the art with all types of interactive, relaxing, interesting content uh, to help people you know, gain awareness and mindfulness and relax. And, and it really can help as part of anyone's kind of life, but also we've seen a lot of success with clinics who use it as part of an integrated kind of treatment protocol for anxiety, stress, depression, pain. You know, obviously this is not a um, disclaimer. It's not, you know, a, a treatment for those uh, situations, for those conditions, but as part of an integrated program, it can be a very powerful piece of the puzzle. So hopefully that helps. Awesome, man. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Well, um, I was thinking about a question to ask and, yeah. and I'm kind of like going to revert because the, you, yeah. you, said a lot of great stuff there. You know, one of the things is just talked about is decreasing stress and, you know, you being more scientific, logical, you're looking for, how do I prove this? For me, the way that I grew up, I didn't give a crap about the proof. I just knew it worked. You know what I mean? I, was like, I know that yes. it's working for me. I don't need anything outside or then alone a person in a white suit to tell me <laughs> what I know. Right. Yeah. But also it's really great if they confirm it. So, yes. you know, you're getting the result, but I think a couple of podcasts ago, people are saying 80 to 90% of disease is caused by stress and we're stressed out because of our jobs and we're in survival mode. You know what I mean? We're getting the yeah. money so we can survive. Um, and that's what keeps us in perpetual stress, you know, and you're talking about, you know, a little bit more money. And I look at your bio, I was like, come CEO of this. I'm like, I'm sure the money situation was totally fine, but we come up with these other other ways to keep us um, going there. So the question that I, that I had was where you are now, do you think that you could have told previous you, you know, let's say a year before the near death, anything that would have shifted to move you into fully committing to unite without the body um, giving you that response. And the second part of that is I was, I was debating and having a deep conversation with some people about the law of attraction. And trying to find reason about why do we attract into our life the terrible shit? And, you know, I often say enlightenment is um, taking 100% responsibility for everything that's happened to you um, and then being of service to others. But that can be also that I was really reflecting on that. Is that the best thing? You know, what if, what if this thing just happens? Like, okay, I get hit by a car. You know, I'll take responsibility for that because, you know, I'm not a victim. I got to be a creator. I got I to create, create of that. But was it me thinking about something that got me dinged by the car? Was it past life karma? Was it something that I just needed to learn to guide me in a certain way? But from accepting the experience, then I can grow from it. Um, so yeah, maybe you can just, you know, answer those yeah. <laughs> if I formed the yeah. question. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. If I could have gone back in time and talked to my prior self, I mean, I think one, one big thing I would have said is, Hey, you know, this, this, this future that you're kind of imagining doesn't really exist. I mean, the, the present is all that we have and, and each moment is all that we have. And, um, I think I would have, I would have definitely said, you know, living for the future and this way that we're caught up in achievement 
it, it causes a lot of stress and you can actually never win. I mean, that's why I think we have record levels of wealth in our society and record levels of depression, right? And anxiety and stress. And here's what I learned, because I checked every box you could possibly check on the way up, right? And I want, you know, so here's what I learned. Um, if you're focused on external validation and only achievement and results, including in public companies, whether it's quarterly results or your own personal stuff, um, I think it's an impossible, uh, so, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's very difficult to find true joy and peace out of that, because here's what happens. You set a target and of course you need goals and you know, time, but like you set a target. If you actually hit your target in this world, that, that, that world, you're so quickly onto the next target. You don't even stop to celebrate. You're like, okay, what's the next target? And you're so stressed because you just got to the target and you worked your ass off 24 seven together. And you're like, okay, what's the next target? And you're just gone. That was my whole life. Now, if you miss the results, it's even worse because then you feel terrible that you've missed your results because you're so competitive and you've, you've attached your whole identity and your sort of success, you know, and who you are to what you do and those results. So I actually think it's, it's a very tough proposition, whereas we're trying to build a culture at Unite, which is more of a service-driven culture. Of course, we say, hey, there's some ranges of targets we'd like to get to over time, but we, we phrase it in a way where it's much more about our customers and how many people we're helping versus the money. And we also, how happy they are, how satisfied they are. That's very important. And I come from, I mean, I'm a big fanatic about customer satisfaction and service. And um, the other thing we do is we really focus on the effort versus the outcome, right? Because if you focus on the effort and every day waking up and setting the intention, say, we're going to do these things. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do to improve our product, to help people, to service people, um, then the outcomes will come, right? So I think I would have definitely told the prior self, you know, two things. One, focus more on the effort and, and the purpose and less on the outcomes and um, on the external validation. And, um, you know, that, you know, there's never going to be a perfect moment. You just got to listen and, 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 and give it a shot. You know, uh, this is what we're here for in life, right? And uh, your second question, I, um, can you recall, you remind me of your second question? Yeah, it was kind of like, like um, you know, the finding the meaning or, or kind of purpose for why does the bad shit happen? You know, oh, got from it. Perspective, yeah. you know, like, do you feel like it was like, you know, kind of like a law of attraction thing, like a spirit little guide? Like, what would be your perspective of, of, of having that challenging experience where you almost die? Some people have terrible things happen, you know? Do you, yeah. And then once it happens, the best way to go to go through it and make use of that, that challenge. And is it even necessary? You know, what's the purpose of that, you know, experience? Yeah. Well, that's a big one. Um, I definitely believe we all have a purpose and we're here on a journey. Um, now that can go in many different directions. And I think we create a lot of our own reality through our beliefs and thoughts and emotions. And, um, I, I've tried to change my view, uh, see problems, as challenges, and I think part of our evolution, our soul's evolution, whatever you want to call it, is um, we're meant to go through certain challenges because we're meant to learn, we're meant to experience, we're meant to connect, we're meant to evolve. And so I think I feel that you know if we look at those challenges as part of our journey and we say, okay, what can we learn from those? What is the message we're trying to be sent? Uh, 
you know, how might we change or more align with, you know, what we're meant to do and uh, being of service and so on. I think uh, it really reframes it. I mean, if you read John Kabat-Zinn's tome of a book, the original one, Full Catastrophe Living, which is an incredible book that on his MBSR protocol from 1990, he wrote this book. Now it's long, but it's amazing. He talks a lot about how if you're, if you're breathing, there's more right than you, right with you than wrong with you. And he talks a lot about perspective. And if you read one of my favorite books, which is the Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, which is an amazing story of their friendship and what really brings joy based on their experience. They've been through a lot of suffering, both of them. Yet the perspective is so important. And how do you keep that perspective, you know, that, that broader perspective in the context of your day-to-day life? I think that's, that's really important. So I think, you know, listen, I, I'm sure that there were, there were potential paths. And I think, I think there are um, a lot of opportunities or a lot of potential paths, probable kind of realities within quantum physics laid out in front of you. And based on your choices in life or maybe your thoughts and your emotions or beliefs, you can choose certain ones. So maybe there, I'm sure there were probable realities or paths where I didn't have this near life experience, but the way I was going, I think it was a necessary challenge. In fact, I look at it as a, uh, a real, um, I'm very grateful for that, to be honest, because it was uh, an awakening and I was able to start from scratch and say, okay, if today was the first day of my life, what would I do today? What's important to me? And I mapped out in a very, you know, three di- uh, multidimensional way, you know, who am I? What is my purpose? What are my key principles and priorities in life? And what are my roles and how, who am I to, uh, of service to in my life? And I look at that every morning. I, I prioritize based on that. The other thing I would have told myself a year before would have been, you know, you actually can be more effective in life in all your aspects of life, if you actually take time for self-care, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was always thinking, oh, I, I got to work 24-7. Now I have a, my first priority is to nourish myself, my soul. I, I devote time to that every day, every morning, and that is the most important thing because I need to do that in order to be healthy and peaceful and, and happy and uh, effective in all my areas, whether it's as a father or a husband or a uh, a leader in a business or, you know, nonprofit work that I do. So I do not sacrifice that. And that's been one of the biggest changes in my life. It's also the other thing I'd say is it's, it's much easier when you go through what I've been through, or you've been through to, at least I found have clarity around what's important and what isn't. So just some examples. And I don't, I, I really try not to judge anymore. I was very judgmental before, although my wife will tell you, I still do judge at times. Uh, but I really try hard, but I mean, like, I don't drink alcohol anymore. I mean, that's partially from my health condition but, that I had, but uh, I just find that um, the, the, the negatives of it out, outweighed the positives and, and things like that. I've removed a lot of things from my life and material things and attachments that didn't add much value. And uh, that's actually allowed me to raise my energy. And because, you know, your energy, according to Joe Dispenza and others, is you know, where you focus your attention and your consciousness, that's where your energy goes. So if you're constantly in the future or the past or worrying about these things or doing these things that aren't really helpful to you or aligned with your purpose, you're, 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 you're sending off a lot of energy. And I know you probably know this from your martial arts background too. And I mean, so I, I've really have focused my energy every day, you know, on the things that are most important. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, I totally agree with all those points. And I think they're very important. You know, the main key is understanding what's important for you and to make that the priority over other things that we may perceive are the most important, just taking a little bit of time to write them down, right? Like after your near death experience, you, you write down what's important to me, what's my purpose, who am I? Um, But we get caught in this thing. We just forget that. And we we don't, we don't think about that. And that's why I think, um, you know, the shamanic death ritual is one of the most powerful processes um, that I use for people. And then also the heart journey, which I help, uh, you know, help the person with, but it just hypnotizes you into your heart to ask those questions because the mind's basic programming is survival. For us to survive, we need to eat, we need to make food. So if we think about our, our purpose, you know, it's like, okay, my purpose is to do this, but the mind can't see how you're going to make money. So it's like, I don't know, man, like I prefer to survive. So let's just modify your calling because we, we need to eat. And that's what the mind does. It wants to keep us alive. So we kind of got to go that step deeper where the heart knows we're in Infinite. You know, if you if you're at a near death experience, you're like, okay, let's give this life everything we got. Let's give it a shot here because you know, even if you go for it and fail, you're probably gonna get a sandwich. Worst case scenario, you'd be on the street with a sign. They they're still living, right? It's not ideal. Ideally, we do better than that, but you're still gonna survive. You know, but you you give it a, a really good shot. Um, I do want to get into the science and more, but I have one more question that you kind of glazed over and I think would be really valuable. Um, You talked about limiting beliefs and the last podcast that I did with Jeremiah Brown, who's a, uh, he's a four-year Olympian, really uh, Olympic silver medalist. And we kind of spoke about um, how we'll have an idea and then we sabotage it before we even make the smallest step towards our success. And I think understanding our limiting beliefs and what we're telling ourselves is so valuable. We're so crappy to ourselves and then we have an idea and we shoot it down so it sounds like you had a little bit of a process that you catch yourself with um, that I think would be really valuable and I'm curious about it too sure yeah so um, I had a lot of living beliefs I sure still have a bunch Uh, I'd say the cool thing with beliefs I mean I've tested this against psychiatrists psychologists scientists spiritualists and you know there's kind of a even scientifically, you know, psychologically and in, in, in psychiatry, I mean, they work a lot on people's beliefs, right? And, and trying to help them change those and cognitive behavioral therapy and things. So um, my approach was taken from a series of different therapists I went to who helped me with kind of my PTSD after that near-death experience and working through some trauma that I had uh, dealt with in early life. And, um, you know, growing up in a society, I think you pick up a lot of your beliefs uh, really what you you kind of think or feel is important and how you should be and how you should act and and what's important uh, from your parents and your you know the system that you grow up in and your society and your community and whatever that might be so um, so for me a lot of that was tied to achievement and you know needing to satisfy other people and doing things and never letting people see your true emotions or your vulnerable side and competing and winning and a lot of other things, um, you know, and, uh, you know, not being good enough unless you do certain things. And so uh, a technique I use, and there are some interesting books that help me with it. I mean, some were mainstream books, some were very kind of spiritual kind of books, um, you know, just basically says that your limit, your beliefs, create your thoughts and your emotions. And so anytime, whether it's during the day or when it's in a meditation, you, you sort of are having 
you know, and this is different, right? If you're, if you're practicing pure Vipassana style or pure mindfulness and you're having thoughts come in and letting them come and go and accepting them, that, that's cool. Um, I also do a lot of contemplative meditation or, you know, you know, at certain parts of the day you have thoughts or emotions. You're like, why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling down about this? You know, why does this thought keep coming? And then you make a little note of it. And then whenever you have that quiet time, reflection time, whether it's a journaling or meditation, go back to those. Say, okay, you know, why am I feeling like if I don't work, you know, all day and night on this, uh, I'm not doing my job, I'm not feeling good about myself. And then you go back into, okay, as a child or, you know, uh, the belief is that my value is attached to how much I do um, or, you know, how successful I am and okay, where did that come from? And they're just trying to, I think, shining the flashlight on that, on your, your whole kind of consciousness, becoming aware of those beliefs is half the, bat- half the, the journey, I'd say. It's not really a battle, I guess, half the journey. And the other piece, I'd say, is trying in a meditative state or in whatever you choose to um, change those beliefs, you know, because you need, you know, I believe you not only need to try to change the thought, but the energy of your body, the emotion, because your body and your mind work together and, and it's, uh, you need to change the energy too. So I do a lot of visualization, a lot of trying to change beliefs during meditation into, you know, no, my value is based on who I am and uh, how I live my purpose and how I am of service to the world and others. And you know, I'm already everything I was ever meant to be. And if I do these things, that's awesome. But I know I'm on my journey. I'm living my purpose. So it's a very big change, a shift in thinking, right? And it takes time. And I don't think it's just thinking. It's thinking and feeling. So I just used kind of a systematic technique where anytime I felt, you know, sort of a negative thought or emotion, I would write it down and I would go through it and try to understand where it came from. Then I would work through them and try to think of, okay, what's the opposite of that? And then I'd kind of visualize how that would be during a meditation and try to feel that energy of that positive emotion and belief and imprint it. Um, you know, there's great books by Rick Hansen, who's one of our guides in our, in our Unite programs, uh, who wrote Buddha's Brain around how you can kind of, you know, imprint positive beliefs or, or thoughts or memories or emotions in place of negative ones. So that's the approach I used. And, uh, I think the key is just awareness, you know, being more aware of whenever you're feeling negative thought or, or you know, emotion, you know, what, it, what is that? Why is that? When, you know, when, when your, your spouse or your child or a friend, you know, is picking up things and, and making you agitated, okay, why am I feeling agitated? Is it them or is it really me? Are they mirroring something in me? And is it a judgment or a belief that I have that they should be a certain way? which kind of goes against, you know, acceptance and and compassion. So that's how I've tried to do it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed part one with Jason. I know that uh, part two is amazing. He's just full of just incredible insights. What he is working on is uh, awesome. I'm so excited to test drive it to really get into it. Um, If you like the episode and you like the podcast, please take an action and support. Go over to Patreon. Even as little as $1 a month from a fraction of the audience would really, really help. So go over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Um, You can also uh, leave a review is super helpful. Um, Sharing with your friends. 
friends is super helpful and uh, most importantly as always is just do one act of kindness today resist the urge to tell anybody um that's the best way that you can support the episode if you have uh or the podcast and me and the work um if you want to um reach out for some coaching um just hit go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and this is basically everything that i've learned in consciousness peak performance personal development meditation spirituality friggin' astral projection whatever but we make it really really simple and how do i identify a heart-centered goal get through all the baloney um the real strategies for getting there quickly and efficiently um handling roadblocks and overcoming limiting beliefs all that kind of stuff that comes up but then doing it in a state of peace and fulfillment and completion from wherever you are in the process so really learning to love the process so this is for individuals looking for level up and also if you have a business and a corporation you want to take it to the next level and you want to teach this to your staff um, let me know if you want me to speak at your book club or anything like that just hit me up make an inquiry i'm so happy to see you guys um, so there are a few spots left for coaching and also speaking to i'm in a pretty in-depth training here with david lone bear in maine it's incredible um so i do have some time though and, and just definitely reach out we'll make it happen i want to thank my sponsors uh Purium and sync tuition just go to bit.ly forward slash activate health for a 50 gift card on premium health products and bit.ly forward slash gamma waves for three free state-of-the-art binaural beat uh, brainwave entrainment tracks um they're the really amazing phenomenal science i went out to estonia last year to kind of check them out um if you haven't checked out zen athlete yet definitely check that out it can be zen life it really is the principles of self-mastery um so gift a book to a friend pay it forward do anything like that but the book is phenomenal you'll definitely like it and uh if you're a podcast fan i'll happily send you the meditations and visualizations if you you know tell me that you bought the book and you leave a review on amazon so happy to support you guys and appreciate you guys supporting the work so i think that's it kind of yammering now um just want to blast you lots of love and appreciation and uh before we go let's come into a state of peace and coherence so all you need to do is 3d breaths so set the intention to come into peace and coherence within every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being a really deep coherence taking a deep breath in through your nose holding that breath and just dropping your attention into your heart setting the intention to drop into a deep state of peace and coherence let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath, focusing your attention on your heart and really doubling that feeling of peace and coherence now through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Hold the breath and really just feel that state of peace and coherence and make a decision right now to be your number one supporter, to be loving, kind and compassionate to yourself. Because when your cup is overflowing and you are full of energy and kindness and compassion for yourself, you can offer that energy to another. So remember how important it is to give it to yourself. And I'm sending you all of my love, my encouragement, my energy, my support for you to remember that you can give it to yourself and that you're the creator and that you are enough and that you're amazing and you can do whatever the heck you want and you're the director of your own consciousness and to enjoy this life experience the best you can. You are supported. You are loved. You're taken care of. You are amazing. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I wish you a beautiful, amazing day, tons and tons of love, and I'll see you in part two with Jason Taffler.